previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Then the other one is Scott Moffat. He had Light Bright and Top, and I forget what his third choice was that didn't get in, but he did. Now, this could be your revenge in the future contests. <laughs> he went all out. He gave us a list of what deserves not to get in. He gave us a list of what he thought was going to get in. And then he gave us a list of what he thought deserved to get in. Yep. And on the deserved list, he did have He-Man Masters of the Universe. Yep. He just didn't have the balls to pick it, but it was there. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Roxy. Chuck. Jam-packed. Again. Everyone knows what that means now. Always. Stick around. Amazing five mediocre minutes after our great Meet the Littles guest today. Don't miss it. It's fantastic. It's someone who came on the podcast about a year ago and promised us they would reach out to us when they came to New York. They did. Here we are. Here we are. So you're in for a big treat today, Littles. But first, let's get to our emails. We heard from Todd Takei, episode 115. He says, correct on CYE. He's saying I'm correct. I think we should just end it there as normal. He says, my favorite season one episode is, quote, beloved aunt. He says, I hope you like George Costanza cranked up to 11. And that is referring to Curb Your Enthusiasm. Right. Now, I've seen a few of those episodes, and I do feel like I remember enjoying them, but it's been so long. I don't think I've ever watched it. Yeah. And now that I think about it, I believe it was on HBO back mm-hmm. in the day. I'm probably wrong on that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But anyway, then we heard from Lee Gordon, episode 80. Flight Sim has changed a bit from the version you talked about. This is my setup, which is not that elaborate compared to some. Now, for those of you watching on News 12, I think our, our channel's 12. Sure. I don't remember what we originally said. I'm holding up a picture of this ridiculousness that Lee Gordon has going on. Now, I already told him maybe Roxy needs to get in touch with him to think about what she's going to get Chuck for Christmas. Yes. But I just, I don't know, because I think it has to be on computer screens and stuff. Anyway, Littles, he has this setup and this flight simulator. I showed Roxy a picture of him flying a helicopter in Central Park and she thought it was real. Oh, like you yeah. Thought, yeah. You were like, oh, wait. The graphics are so good. Yeah, it's crazy. We saw Heckscher Ballfield. Yeah. We saw all the ball fields. Yeah. North Meadow, Great Lawn. They yeah. were all there. So I jokingly said to him, I'm like, can you land it in the ball fields? And he said something. I think he said he tried, but it was the first time he ever flew a helicopter. Wow. So he was like, he ended up in some grass. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> but anyway, then we heard from Scott Moffat, episode 77. He says, I didn't have the balls to pick Masters of the Universe, but chose the company that makes balls. <laughs> Nerf. He's right. Okay. He said, if I ever meet Chuck and Roxy in real life, are you ready? Are you sitting down, Roxy? I am. He says he'll agree to play a game of Phase 10 with Roxy. Now, I'm assuming I can play, right? I mean... I've only played with one other person, you, Chuck, so... No, it's more fun with more people. I don't know how to play with more people. It's the same game. You just go around <laughs> one more turn. That's all. And, okay. And that's all it is. And then, But it's kind of fun when you get like four or five people because you right. could all be on different phases. Mm. That's when it gets cray-cray. Because with us, it's never been more than like one phase apart. Right. True. All right. Now we're boring the listeners because they don't even know what phase 10 is. But I love this idea and we're going to do that. We're going to play phase 10. All right. Then we heard from Bob McWilliams, episode 171. He says, I've heard you mention the musical Million Dollar Quartet. I've been immersed the last couple of days plus at a virtual attendee at a major folk music conference in Atlantic City and they stream the artist showcases. Right now is Billy Woodward, totally unknown to me. He's really good. The MC said he was in the touring company of Million Dollar Quartet. I know it is a long shot, but 
do you happen to know him? I already wrote back to him saying, no, we don't. He was in the first touring company, mm. uh, not the Broadway cast. He then says he's been super busy and behind on the emailing. However, thank goodness Claire corrected the awful Reese's Pieces and listening to both <laughs> big and little shows, but hope to catch up soon. My best to you and Doxy Roxy. Doxy Roxy. I like that. All right. Let's get to this one. I'm, you're reading this one. This is from Mike Wolf, right? Yep. Episode TBD. Okay. He says, the Texas- wait, wait, listen up, Smitty Scoop. Okay. The Texas Rangers play in Arlington, which is in Texas. The confusion comes because some teams are named after cities, some teams are named after states, and others are named after vague geographical areas. It would be cool if there was a stadium actually floating out in Tampa Bay. The answer to the quiz is the Atlanta Braves, who play in Cumberland. I'm excited that my hometown Kansas City, Missouri Royals just announced that they're looking into a new stadium and it may very well be in Kansas, which will make people's heads spin because of the whole Kansas City is in Missouri. But there's also a Kansas City, Kansas, but it's a suburb less than a third the size of Kansas City, Missouri. Also in 2024, the United States Olympic team will play all of its events in France. Okay. Now I should have also said, listen up, Cool Aunt Claire. <laughs> cool Aunt Claire and I. You had went, like an hour long discussion we went to, about this. We went to town on this. But yeah. however, re- more recently, Smitty Scoop and I had a discussion. Now, Roxy, you have to come to my defense defense here. When we were originally answering this question, but I cut it out of the episode. Yeah. I said Texas, but I said, actually, I think it's a trick question. I think it's the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. However, okay, one of the reasons I didn't, and you guys, you should write into MLB, not the Loyal Littles podcast. I mean, of course, write into us too. MLB.com. Yeah, because on their website, because this is what Cool Aunt Claire and I did, because we finally discovered that it was the Tampa Bay race because they play in St. Petersburg. They don't play. Now, Tampa Bay is a a bay. Obviously, I get what he's saying there. If it's not floating out in the bay. That would be cool, by the way. It would be very cool. You have to take a boat to get out there. Oh, it'd be a nightmare, though. So fun. But they play in St. Petersburg, according to the MLB website. Now, according to the MLB website, the Atlanta Braves, their mailing address is in Atlanta. We looked it up. Mm. Now, Smitty Scoop was saying something about the physical address, and the, but, but I'm like, it's on the website. It says they play their home games in Atlanta. So I get there's county lines and all this stuff, but so can you explain to me now the St. Petersburg? Because that's what Cool Aunt Claire and I finally decided on. Because I knew I was wrong with the Arlington after yeah. the, the episode posted. I realized that after the fact, and I concede to that. But I think Cool Aunt Claire still thinks maybe she won't after she hears this email. Maybe. But so Smitty Scoop, I'm kind of giving you props here because you were kind of right. But I was, like I said, I, I had that. I believe I had that. I just didn't. You edited it out. I edited it out because I was like, no, I'm just going to leave it in. I know I'm probably wrong, but right. someone will correct me. And they right. did. And they did. Yes. So that's what this was all about. Cool. All right. Then lastly, we have one for Roxy. Okay. It says one. Dan Orlovsky. That was or- close, right? Orlovsky. And then he puts it pronounced just how it looks. Well, it looks hard to read, <laughs> Dave. It looks really hard to read. That's how it looks. Okay. Anyway, then it says proud graduate of Shelton High School. And B, the guy who invented Reese's peanut butter cups should have received the Nobel Peace Prize. Oh. See what he did there? Ooh. Then he signs it, Dave. 69. That's all it says. That's Dave Patton, Littles. Brilliant. Dave, 69. Yep. All right. Last but not least, we got hooked up once again by the great and flavorful. This guy always comes through for us. Don't forget, emeraldcitycatering.com. And if you need barbecue sauce, there's no one better to go to. But he hooked us up with a voice memo. Hey, Chuck and Roxy. 
The George Clooney, Richard Kind story is as follows. George Clooney and Richard Kind have been friends for a long time. And when George was a struggling actor, he lived with Richard. Now, Richard had a cat. So in order to play a practical joke on him, what George did is every morning before Richard got up, he would clean out the kitty litter. So he would remove all the solid particles from it. Richard, after a couple of weeks, began to think that there was something the matter with his cat, was about to take it to the vet. At this point, George squatted over the kitty litter box and deposited what would have been the largest cat turd ever. Apparently, he didn't tell him for a while and let him think that the cat was just backed up for a few weeks and then let one go. I think it's a great story. Have a great one. All right. Thank you, Oz. And, you know, we kind of wanted to save that for possibility of our Thanksgiving episode, but not knowing what's going to happen with that. If there's going to be a Thanksgiving episode, we wanted to make sure we squeeze that in. All right. Now we come to the part of the show right before the Meet the Littles guest. And unfortunately, once again, we have to say goodbye to someone in fantasy football, Roxy. Brian Becker. Unfortunately, Brian Becker left us this week. Hi, Brian. The Loyal Littles Fantasy Football League, Guillotine League. He's out. It was very close. I think Meredith Bootsy was right there with him again. She's really yeah, she's, hanging in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and how about Mr. Zucchini, who doesn't even really... He, he Apparently, he told Bobby Goffrey that he doesn't really know what he's doing or whatever. He's just like, I can't believe I'm still in this thing. <laughs> so anyway, so I don't... I don't want to leave anyone out, but I know it's Zucchini, Bootsy, Bobby Gottfried, Bill Isaacson, and us. Wow. I apologize if I left someone out. I feel like I might be, there might be one more. I'm not looking at it. I'm just doing it off the top of mm-hmm. my head. So it's coming down, Littles. It's kind of cool. And then the other fantasy league, eh, Roxy, not so much I, again. Listen, all my original players who are great, 98% of them are injured. Got to pick someone up, Roxy. I'm trying, but there's nobody good left. (laughs) Maybe I'll trade you someone. They're all getting like three points versus the 12 to 30 points they should be getting. That everyone else is getting. Right. Uh, But I'm going to say it one more time. Steve Lipton, I think he's coming for me. I'm just going to say. Yeah. He's got a good team. He pulled one out last week that he should not have won. And now he's still one. I thought I was going to have two games clear of him before yeah. we play each other. It's not going to be that way. I have a bad feeling. So I've, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. I'm okay. conceding almost because I think it's going to happen. But hopefully not. I don't know. I'd love to finish strong in this league. So anyway, Roxy, great meet the Littles guest. Let's just get to it. Don't go anywhere because it is now time to meet the Littles. Hi, this is Tony Beeson, and I'm banging keys randomly while I listen to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network this episode by a band called Bertrand's Wish. Now, we've played them before, but this is off their brand new album entitled You'll Find Out, and this song is called How Easy It Can Be. 
Now, if you like what you hear, the easiest place to find all their stuff is on their website, which is bertranswish.com. That is B-E-R-T-R-A-N-D-S-W-I-S-H.com. And as always, we'll play the full song, How Easy It Can Be, at the end of the podcast. Throw away the misery. How easy it can be. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy. Chuck. Hola. Hola. Please welcome to the podcast, Caesar Amador. Hey, Caesar, how's it going? How are you doing, guys? Hola, amigos. Hola. Hola. <laughs> hey, pasa. Todo bien. Muy oh. bien. Okay. Oh. I, I, I don't know. That was it. That's all I got. Hey. No, just kidding. <laughs> all's good. All's good. Everything's good. <laughs> I feel like I could still remember things in my brain, but to be able to make the brain to voice connection, it right. doesn't always get there. <laughs> now, Littles, just a little FYI off air. Now, you know, if you've come on the podcast, you know this already, but we always take some time to try to get to know the, the guest. guests before we start recording and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And man, did I just take a trip down memory lane? I mean, <laughs> I was trying to be impressive. I was trying to remember some because I think we've I just recently we discussed how I took <laughs> Spanish yep. after I flubbed German mm-hmm. in college. So mm-hmm. I went back to my Spanish, which I also took in, in high school. Yeah. And I tried. I was like, OK, you got give me Monday and then I'll try the rest of the days of the week. I did pretty well on the months. You did. You did. did you okay. did. I did OK yes. on the months. That was all yes. I got, though. And then he started saying some other stuff, and I have no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> but that's okay. We're going to get into all that. We're very excited. Yeah, uh, we're very excited about this. And we just got some huge compliments. We're definitely going to have to have you do a bumper at the end of this in Spanish, because we just did one in French the other day. We did. Christine okay. Leblanc. Yes. From way up north. Yep. He uh, sent one in for us. And Littles, while we're there, don't forget, just send us in bumpers. You can record them, send them to us at our email address or go to our website, whatever. It'll be fun. We're going to get one from you, Caesar, in a little bit. But first, let's go back. Take us back. Where'd you grow up? All that kind of stuff. Introduce yourself to the loyal littles out there. Well, hola littles. Uh, my name is Cesar Amador. I live in Arlington, Virginia, but I'm originally from Nicaragua. So for Chuck, you know, you've been a baseball, you know, fan and fan of the game mostly. So Nicaragua, we play mostly baseball. We're mostly baseball players and boxers. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what mm-hmm. we are most known for. And since you mentioned like all the time that you love the game so much, you know, so for example, you know, Roberto Clemente, right? Uh huh. Yes. So the Roberto Clemente award was instituted after because of his humanitarian efforts of going to Nicaragua. And that's when his plane crashed. Right. Mm -hmm. He was bringing aid in 1970 to Nicaragua to help with the earthquake, you know, that just happened there. Mm -hmm. So there's like a lot of connection, you know, between Nicaragua and Roberto Clemente. And also one of our best pitchers of all time, Dennis Martinez, he's one of, I think, 14 people that's ever pitched a perfect game. So that's a little bit of like trivia for you guys. If you ever want, you know, if Nicaragua and baseball, you know, comes, you if know, in a, a conversation. That's a Jeopardy so, category. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll know yeah. the answers now. We'll be good. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. amazing. Love it. So when did you come to the States yeah. and stuff? So... Me, my wife, and our son, we came to the States in 2009. 
Oh, wow. Before that, we lived in London for two years after business school. And before that, we went to business schools in Barcelona for two years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we've been traveling a little bit, but now we've settled here in the United States. My wife, she's also from Nicaragua, but she went to college in, this, in the United States. And after graduating college, she worked in the D.C. area for a while. So she really liked the area. So after business school, we always plan, like, if possible, like to come to this area. And then we were able to do it. So we've been here since 09. Wow. And now take us back. You went to, you went to school in London? No, no, no. I no. went to school in Nicaragua. Oh, like, I never okay. left Nicaragua until, you know, I went for business school. Ah, you know, I lived my whole life there. And then and my wife, she went to school here in the States. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. Gotcha. Cool. That's so interesting. Yeah. All right. Now, real quick, go back. So you said your wife got a job where you are in Arlington or D- D.C. area? Yeah, in the Arlington, D.C. area. And you just always decide you wanted to stay there. Have you did you get to do any traveling outside of D.C.? Oh, man. No, we travel a lot internationally or like in the U.S. Well, I just met in the States. I mean, you just decided. I mean, I guess she got the job there. Well, yeah, like we've traveled like several parts in the United States. Like, sure. you know, we've been to New York, we've been mm-hmm. to Boston, like Florida. You know, there's a big community of Nicaraguan people in Florida. We have right. family down there, Texas. I have family in New Mexico, California. Oh, great. You know, That's yeah. Great. It's, it's a, the unfortunate thing, you know, is like people, you know, having to leave their country for whatever reason. But then, you know, you have the opportunity, you know, when you go visit them to get to know all these amazing places. So, right. you know, it's a great opportunity. We love traveling. Like, we, if I tell you all the places that we've been like it's, it's it'll be an know, hour podcast right? no, no but like i can tell you like off the top of my head like you know, apart from the places where we've lived we've been to australia europe we've been to italy spain france germany wow uh, right, you're making roxy jealous very yeah. jealous <laughs> for example our honeymoon we spent in argentina oh. for three weeks and stuff like that like uh, mexico you know i have family on mexico from my mother's side so yeah it's, it's great you know traveling yeah Especially going out of your bubble, you know, yes. like you expand, you expand your mind. You're appreciative of what you have back home, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes they don't live the way you live and have all the stuff that you have. So that's what we tell our son. Whenever you have a chance to travel, you know, if it's with us or with somebody else, you know, with friends and everything, go for it. Yeah, you know? that's It's great. one of the best experiences, uh, you know, that you're going to have in your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've been to Canada, Mexico and the Caribbean. I haven't even been to California. <laughs> <laughs> Roxy has some traveling. I have to, do. to figure this out. She has to figure this out. She's come close. What's come the furthest close. west you went? I've been to Seattle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay, so but I have not been Coast. to California. That's a good opportunity for you, Chuck, down the road, you know, for a five year anniversary or like 10 year anniversary, go. you know. Yeah. Hint, I'll take hint. Well, we haven't even taken <laughs> our honeymoon yet. I know. We haven't even really well, officially done a honeymoon yet. There you go. There so. are so many amazing places that you guys can go to. Exactly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The world is our oyster. <laughs> Well, this is going to be really interesting, I think, because leaning towards baseball is your favorite sport, but I'm not sure. Take us through all that. What's your favorite sport? And now, what's your favorite teams and who do you root for and things like that? So I'll also give you a little bit of background. Like Usually what happens from people outside the U.S., when you start rooting for U.S. sports, it's usually the teams that are doing well at mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. So, for example, me being born in the 70s, growing up in the 80s, it was the Lakers during the Magic years. Yep. It was... Oh, this is funny. 49ers? So, no, 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 no. I'm a Chicago Bears fan. Oh, okay. Because long-suffering Chicago Bears fan, because uh, what was it? In 85, yep. I went to visit my grandmother in Mexico. In Mexico, like the NFL has a huge following. Mm-hmm. And I followed the Bears throughout the playoff room, and then I was hooked. So yeah. I stayed a Bears fan all my oh. life. Okay. 
And then there's an emotional connection with my next team. You're going to like the emotional connection, but you probably won't like the team. <laughs> Go ahead. It's okay. <laughs> so my dad was born in New York. Okay. My grandfather at the time, he was doing his internship in New York. Okay. And he was born in New York. So my dad passed away when I was two years old. So apart from his name, you know, his last name, his legacy and his memory, one of the connecting things that I have with him was this fandom for the Yankees, basically. Ah. Gotcha. So, you know, now when I take my son to games, you know, whenever the Yankees come to Baltimore, and if they come to play in DC, the Nets, you know, we try to to catch a game once, mm-hmm. and it's like, and it's a lovely experience to go to any baseball game. It's such a great day, you know. You have fun at the park, you mm-hmm. know. You watch the game, you outside with the people, the kids enjoy it. So having those memories with my son it makes me sad, you know, that my dad couldn't do that for me. But at least I'm here, you know, doing it with my son. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. So even though you're a Yankee fan, we'll forgive you because it's a great story. (laughs) Well, he also said in the 80s, right? That's when you became... Yeah, yeah. So they weren't that good back then. Yeah. Oh no, no. I when I picked them up, like I told you, it was mostly because of my dad. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they were horrible. Right. So yeah, but you know, I stuck with them. You know, poor me. You know. (laughs) What would have been worse (laughs) is if you stuck all the way through like '95 and you're like, screw this, Mets all the way. Yeah. Mets all the way. I know. But that's the thing, you know, so going back to the point, so you have people that when they leave their country, and for example, I have friends that live in Miami, and they root for all the Miami fans. Right. So that usually happens. You settle in another city, then you embrace the city, and they have sports team. You embrace also the sports team, but there's no way I'm ever going to root for the commanders now. Sorry, Joe Arrow. (laughs) 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 The only DC team that I like is the Capitals, because the hockey. Right. But that's about it. Gotcha. Nice. So what would you say is your favorite sport, though? So right now, as I've gotten older, I don't know what has been happening to me. My tolerance for incompetence in sports is very low right now. Mm -hmm. So like when I see that the front office, if they're not making an effort, I just don't get invested on the teams. Right. So now I'm basically focused on the Yankees till they get eliminated by the Astros every year. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Or the Red Sox. That was last year. Or the Red Sox. Or the Red Sox. That was last year. Just throwing that out there. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And then, because this is the sport that I played my whole life in school, is soccer. Right. I'm a huge soccer fan. And my favorite team in the world is Real Madrid from Spain. Sure. So those are the only two teams that I follow closely. The Bears, now that are a little bit exciting with Justin Fields, Mm -hmm. I've gotten into them, but I still want them to tank a little more and then see if they can build a better team around them. So we'll see. Right. But that's the thing. You know, I've gotten older. I'm like, sometimes the return on investment, you know, and I know sports, it's an emotional investment that you make in your team. But sometimes when you're only getting grief and, you know, and sadness, and like, Mm -hmm. it's not worth it. So that's my point of view right now. At this stage of my life. So, but gotcha. that's just me. Now, okay. did you play sports growing up? Yeah, I was a swimmer and on team sports, I was uh, soccer. I played soccer my whole life mm-hmm. in Nicaragua. We were runner ups for national champions when we were, I was in high school, probably like under uh, U17s, I think. Mm-hmm. So we're runner-ups to be national champions in Nicaragua, but that's about it. In college, in Nicaragua, college sports is not as big as it is here in the United States. 
So like I never went to play soccer in college. You know, I just went to study and that's it. Okay. Gotcha. I love that he just throws it in there. Like, so it wasn't a bit, you were runner up to being a national championship. Yeah. For my team. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of a big deal. No. Yeah. Humble brag. I mean, we sit here and brag about section (laughs) class B state champions. I I mean, you're like, hello. Yeah. Yeah. We were runner ups. Yeah. It It was a fun tournament. Like I would say in the team, like I'm still friends with my guys on, on, on our mm-hmm. team. Like they're, they're my friends through school the whole time. And going back to the, the connected tissue, you know, with the show and the podcast, I was listening to one of your most recent guests when he was saying, you know, we was talking about the Jesuits and stuff. I went to a Jesuit school my whole life. So like when he was talking about this life of service, you know, I'm prioritizing education all of that. I'm like, yep, man. Yep, I get it. Yeah. Yep, I know where you're coming from. I exactly know where you're coming from. Awesome. And funny enough, when I went to business school, the business school that we went to in Barcelona, it's a Jesuit business school. I had no idea there were Jesuits till I got there. So the Jesuits have been in my life probably longer than my family. Wow. So at this point, so yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Well, speaking of the podcast and all that stuff, we still have to find out how you became a little and all that stuff, but we're going to do that. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Ross. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are lucky enough to have Caesar Amador, right? That's correct. Amador. All right. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I, I mean, I, like I said, we've got a good Ola. We've got, we've got some basic. Mm-hmm. But what did I do? I, I'm going to go full disclosure. Off air, I was trying to do the days of the week. I thought Tuesday was Tarday. You're like, no, no, that's afternoon. <laughs> I was mixing some good stuff up. But let's get back to you. How did you become a little and all that stuff? So I started watching the show when it came out. I just found their banter, like on the format of the show, so funny. Mm-hmm. Like it was so different at the time, you know, and the way they would go through the topics. So I was still living in Nicaragua. I had no idea that I was going to end up living in the D.C. area. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. So after business school, when we moved to London and then my wife got a job with a D.C. company. At the time, I was already listening to the podcast of the PBI podcast, like the podcast. Right. I just come out. So like they were starting to have this. So it's ESPN was rolling all their older shows on podcast form. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whenever I could watch it, because we were in Europe, you know, I would listen to a podcast. And then I found out that Tony Kornheiser's show had his own show that was basically a little bit of politics, a little bit of sports. Mm-hmm. So once I knew that we were coming to live in the D.C. area, I took it like a guide to the area. So I started listening, you know, regularly. So and, and, and I'm telling you, this is 2008. Yeah. So I've been listening to the show to 2008 they, when they went solo and been a little ever since, I would say 2008. Wow. Nice. Okay. That's great. Yeah. We, we have a very similar story. I was in Europe when I discovered the podcast. Yeah. Well, not the radio show because mm-hmm. uh, I was also just a PTI guy. Right. And that's how I just because I was looking for it because, of course, in Europe, they don't air you no. know, PTI on TV and stuff. Right. And so I was looking for the podcast and I just by accident typed in Tony Kornheiser instead of PTI and all of a sudden this other thing came up. So it was kind of cool. And then you just, like you said, it takes you a couple weeks to figure it out and figure out what even a little is <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff. And uh, yeah. And then you just become a, and then you realize you are one. Right. Right. right, right, yeah. right. That's it. The rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. Because like when some um, email 
Squid emailed the show, you know, and uh, and they started talking about like the double rope situation mm-hmm. and you know all those things, you know, yeah. like you know yeah. she was getting the big treatment, you know, everybody else is a little basically. So yeah, yeah. yep, the odometer picks. I mean, uh-huh. the list goes on yeah. and on. I mean, it's oh, it's, it's great. Crazy. It's crazy, but like Tony, yeah, you know, Uncle Tony, you know, he's an older man, you know, yeah. so like you know he has his quirks, you know, and everything. But I think. Especially the younger ones, we kind of live through him, you know, what he's going through right now at this stage of his life. So, like, for me, it's mostly funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know what Carol and Michael might think about all the stuff that is right. happening. But for me, like, I, I find it hilarious. Like, yeah. all his stories are, oh, my God, what is he going to come at there? Like, last week in the big show, when he was going to tell in the credit card story. Right. Like, I was so eager to listen to the yep. credit card story. But then, you know, like, he didn't go into the full details. But the water bill story, uh-huh. like, that thing is amazing. And I remember one of my favorites is when he was trying to turn his American Express cards into glasses or something mm-hmm. you know like he his was points. pulling amex yeah his point huge deal out of it so it's just this never-ending source of entertainment that i think that is why the show is so endearing you know to a lot of people because mm-hmm. like yep. i'm pretty sure that a lot of people are not attracted to the show because it talks about what's going on in his zip code right 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 you know like you know like nobody you know whatever it's their relationships how he talk about the people in his life and going back to you know we're talking about my son you know having to work with his son every day all yeah. that is, having that opportunity like every day it's it's, it's amazing yeah no absolutely yeah. and that's funny that you brought those the stories that you mentioned are exactly <laughs> exactly what we look for and that's when roxy does listen because i will run out and i'll be like you have to hear this yeah well i don't think i did the credit card one but you better believe when he started talking about the bk situation and the meal deal <laughs> 1370 yeah i was like you have to hear this story you know those are the ones when I run out and I'll be like, the water bill would have been another one, but that yeah, was pre-Roxy. Pre-me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're just always great. And I also, he was, he's a little younger than my father was, but it okay. always just reminded me of my father, you know, yeah. the stories right. he would tell. And especially, you know, I don't know if you've had a chance, have you read his books? No, 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 yeah. not yet. Because yeah, I never read him when he was a writer on the post. Mm-hmm. I had, you sure. know. But I would assume that his writing style is like probably like very witty. Oh and, my gosh, and, it's and, amazing. And, and, and yeah. sarcastic and yep. dry humor and all that. So, well, so yeah, I, I, I will get into those. I apologize. Yeah. I forget which book. There's, you know, obviously numerous. But one of them, his columns concentrate more on his dad mm-hmm. when he was going down to Florida and all that stuff. And it just, it totally reminded me of my dad in his later years. And it just, it was so relatable and it just was heartwarming, but yet funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, and right. It, it's just the way he mixes the two. It's just brilliant. I mean, we all, it's, he's brilliant, but anyway. I think he's a great storyteller, but also a great interviewer. And this is something that I didn't mention to you guys. One of my favorite episodes of the big show has been, it was that time when he had that interviewed, uh, Mitch with Mitch. Yep. Yeah. I, I knew what you were going to say. Yeah. That episode was amazing. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys remember from that episode, but I sent an email after that. No, but I like where this is going because I. it's funny when guests know where I'm going. I was just going to say, have you exactly. ever had an email read exactly. on the show? Go ahead. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so when I was listening to Mitch tell his story when he went, I think he, he went to Greece, right? And he spent all that time. And the story about the guy, get in the car, you know, <laughs> don't worry, I'll take you. You know, like he had no idea where he was going. You know, he didn't know what was happening. You know? So I sent an email and he read it on the big show telling that, that this time we were in Europe still and my wife had to go to work to Cyprus. 
So go to the show because I don't want to spoil the whole story, but it was basically how my wife, our one-year-old at the time, and me got in a car with a complete stranger and went to find a restaurant. Okay. So we were in Cyprus. It was also to be my wife's birthday celebration. Mm-hmm. So, we, but it was in the winter, so like you know, we couldn't go to the beach. That like we could go, but it was really cold. So, for her birthday dinner, we're like, let's go eat in the city. Let's go find a nice restaurant. Let's go have dinner. So we go to the hotel and we get to the concierge and we tell the, we ask the concierge, you can you recommend us a nice restaurant? We wanna celebrate my wife's birthday. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I'll tell you a great place in the city. So like when he calls our cab, the cab driver is like, oh, where are your friends going? Sorry for the impersonations, you know, but like. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it's okay. it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we tell him the name of the restaurant. So like he's looking up front, right? He's about to start driving the car. So like he stops, he turns around, he looks at us and he's like, that restaurant no good. That restaurant has agreement with hotel. That restaurant no good. I take you to good restaurant. Do you mm-hmm. trust me? And we're like in this a strange country. We don't speak Greek. Just getting by with English. His English is very limited. And we're like, sure. Yeah, let's go. So we drive. He take us on a like a probably like a 35, 40 minute drive. We have Whoa. no idea where we're going. We're starting to freak out. Yeah. And then we get to this like little village, this beautiful village, white walls everywhere, mm. you know, like beautiful olive trees. So he, he parks. We get out of the car and he's like, Go through that door. So we opened the door and it's what like it was like this beautiful courtyard with 10 picnic tables, a huge, like a massive olive tree in the middle, and full of families eating. Wow. Like everybody eating. And to this point, me and my wife still remember that meal as one of the best meals that we had. Like taking apart, you know, all the, you know, irresponsible parenting, you know, like right. getting in the car with a complete stranger, you know, with, right. our, with, with our one-year-old. But sometimes it happens, you know, yeah. like sometimes you, you, you just have to... take a leap. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You take a leap, you know, and good things are going to happen. So. Absolutely. So that story got into the big show and I was driving. I think I was driving with my wife when it came out. I, was, I, I wasn't saying anything because I just wanted her to get her reaction. Right. She freaked out. She freaked out. Aww. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 I love that. Well, hopefully she freaks out about this or yeah. some of what's coming up. <laughs> I mean, thank you for coming on and the stories and everything. Now, as you know, we have fun, dumb questions. Hopefully that's going to be okay. Go for it. All right, Roxy, what do we got? What is a special hidden talent you have that no one else knows about? You stole mine. I knew it. <laughs> so I prepared myself for this one. I thought <laughs> really hard about it. So I also asked my wife because she knows me better than, than I do. Uh-huh. So, so she says that, cooking because I'm the one oh. that does all the cooking at my house. Mm-hmm. But I picked up uh, woodworking some time ago. And what I've been doing is like when we cut down trees in a property that we have in the Luray area here in Virginia, I save the stumps and I treat them and I finish them. And then I give them as, as gifts to my family, to my neighbors. So like little stumps, you know, like you can turn it to a coffee table. So probably yeah. like, you know, that, so probably woodworking. I'm still in the early stages, but I don't know. I have a feel to it. I, I really like it. I really enjoy it. So yeah. No, it's something that I'm willing to explore a little more. So sorry for the winded answer. Oh, no, that's no, okay. I love that. That's great. What three famous people, living or dead, would you want at your fantasy dinner party? Well, yeah, my dad, you know, like I told you the story about my dad, you know, passing away when I was uh, very young. Yeah. So, yeah, that my dad would be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to have, you know, conversations with him, you know, sure. see 
uh, would be my dad. It would probably be it probably be Babe Ruth. Ah, yeah. I probably I think he was a hood. Like he probably has some good stories. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> another living one, uh, Mr. Tony. I would love uh, like you know Mr. Tony would be there. You know it would be a funny funny dinner. <laughs> Let's see. What is your favorite family tradition? Let's see. American family would be Thanksgiving. Okay. Cool. I love the spirit of Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's my favorite. It's my favorite U.S. holiday. Yeah. yeah. As for my family back in Nicaragua, it's Christmas. It's one of the few times when we travel down there. Mm-hmm. So it would be Christmas, you know, yeah. with my family. Love gotcha. that. All right. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? Oh, my God. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you like them Scooby snacks? <laughs> Man, it, not even the snacks. Like, have you seen those sandwiches? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, they're amazing! Like, my God, it's it's great. And I know people have some theories about why both him and Shaggy eat so much. So I just leave. I don't it know what that. you're talking about. Yeah, I just leave it at that. But yes, Scooby Doo. Love it. <laughs> Should I do this? I'm gonna do this. So one of my to- as people in show business, they dabble in this and that. I guess I'll yeah. just word it that way. And it's basically what you were just referring to, and we'll leave it at that. Okay. And what <laughs> there's one tour I did in particular where I don't know how it came up this way, but they would keep some stuff, we'll just say that, in a lunchbox, and it happened to be a, a Scooby-Doo lunchbox, and it was a little <laughs> mini Scooby-Doo lunchbox. So the running joke was that if they were ever going to partake in stuff that was in said Scooby-Doo lunchbox, they would just, the, the code was, I'm going to have a Scooby snack. <laughs> and, that's oh what, my and that's what they would say. And then they would go to the back of the bus and have a Scooby snack. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. And I don't know if it had anything referring, because, I mean, I've heard those rumors, too, about Shaggy yeah. and, and mm-hmm. Scooby. Yeah. Well, Shaggy yeah. in particular. Yeah. But I've never heard that. Well, I never told that story, but... Yeah. Interesting. Scooby snack. Ooh, ooh. All, right. <laughs> yep. oh, all right. Go ahead, Roxy. All right. What do you think is the greatest invention of all time? Uh, oh, I know. Beer. Beer. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Todd Takei would approve. Todd Takei's a big fan yep. now, uh-huh. suddenly. Beer. I think yes. he's going to listen to this episode over and over. <laughs> uh, now, what's your go-to? Uh, I'm a big fan of Asahi. Yes. That's my I, favorite, dude. I, oh, wow, man. Love like, Asahi. Now, love it. Now, love apparently, it. though, you know, in Japan, that's yeah. like the Bud Light of Japan beer, apparently. I don't care. It could be right? the Corona. It, it could be the Corona of Japan, but I don't care. It's great for me. Holy cow. Puts me on my butt. Yep. Like, I only need one or two of those. But, You're you know, good. Chuck's a lightweight anyway here because yeah. I don't yep. drink that often. But, yeah. Oh, great. All right, Roxy, should we end, why don't we end with some rapid fire? Okay. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Crunchy almond butter. Oh. oh okay. Yeah, no peanut butter at all. I was never a fan. And then when I got older, when I started trying to eat healthier, my doctor recommended uh, almond butter. Yeah. Uh-huh. I loved it. I loved it. It's now, good. quick follow. And I, this is a serious question because I don't know. Now, is jelly good with that? Do you have almond butter and jelly sandwiches? I just put it on my smoothies, to be honest. Oh, okay. Okay, okay gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Cups up or down in the cupboard? Down. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Nice. Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? 
definitely never not funny. Excellent. We should just end there. Yeah, we let's, should. Let, let's end on a high. Yep. Sorry, Claire. <laughs> well, Caesar, seriously, thank you for coming on to Meet the Littles. This has been so great. Now, is there anything we can plug for you? How can we find you? Are you on Twitter and all that stuff? I am on Twitter. I don't post a lot of stuff, but my handle is at CAmador1976. Okay. I'm also on Instagram under the same one. Okay. And just a quick plug, if I may. Absolutely. We have a couple of short-term rentals here in Virginia. Oh. So if any littles are interested, you know, in a, in a short-term vacation or in the Luray or the Massanutten area. So look for the River Lily Cabin or the Lily Lodge. Okay. Is there a website or anything for that stuff? They can find us on Airbnb or VRBO. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, you okay. know, just mention that you're a little, you know, and I'll take care of you guys. Oh. Okay. Use the code. Use the code. Let's <laughs> just say LL Pod. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's great. And we might actually take utilize yeah. that sometime. Uh-huh. If you guys ever want to do that, th- that's what I do for work right now. We're trying gotcha. to start. Yeah, we've been building the business a little bit. Oh, nice. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll definitely put all that in the show notes for you. Yep. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Okay. Over or under? Mm, I would say under. Whoa. Okay. I was going to say, first of all, you were being very hesitant. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't because... edit anything out there, Littles. It was a very big thought. Are you scared <laughs> because you know most of us like over? No, 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 no. Because I was trying to picture in my mind oh. how oh. we have it. How oh. we have it. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. How we have it in our home. Uh-huh. All right. So I think it's mostly under. Cool. Wow. Okay. So okay. I just go with whatever we have at home. Yeah. Gotcha. As long as it's there. That's what <laughs> you that's exactly. basically yes. what you care about. Yes. So Right. All right. Well, Caesar, thanks again for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. We really appreciate the time. Thank you so much, Chuck and Roxy, for letting me be a guest on your podcast and to the rest of the little. Hola y adios. Gracias. <laughs> De nada. All right, all that's- you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Rup Sharma from Cincinnati, Ohio, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and gracias, Caesar Amador. Gracias. For coming on the Loyal Littles Podcast. That was a lot of fun. So fun. We're not done yet, Littles. Not a chance. So we've got a very special five mediocre minutes. We talked to this person about a year ago, Roxy, and they said... They're coming to New York in about a year, and they promised they would get in touch with us. That's what he did. So please welcome back to the podcast for a big announcement. We're not the only ones opening shows, Roxy. No, we're not. Please welcome Kyle Kettleson. Hey, Kyle. How's it going? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Good to talk at you again. Why don't we jump right into that? What are you doing here? So I'm working at the Metropolitan Opera. I love that he says that so coy. I know. This is the freaking Met, Littles. This is the freaking (laughs) Met, okay? Anyway, I'll do that part for you. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. You know, it's it's the largest theater in the world, and uh, it's not insignificant, I would say. It's a good good gig to have. And uh, (laughs) so anyway, this this uh, happens to be a world premiere of an opera called The Hours. It's by the composer Kevin Putz. He wrote one called Silent Night. It's been really successful. He had a lot of legs. And he's got, you know, he he writes tons of stuff. He writes songs and um, symphonies and... uh, He's a, a well-known composer, young guy, super nice to work with. So he's on hand every day. We, I talked to him before. So the, the role was written for me. 
which is kind of cool, wow. you know? So, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I mean, you know, you think about every opera, even the, the most established operas that you can think of, Don Giovanni or La Boheme, they were a new opera. They were a new composition at one point. And at one point, you know, the composer was there and talking to all the singers and working out the kinks and saying, you know, does this note work better? Or, you know, changing things on the fly. And you look at these opera scores that are 100, 150, 200, 250 years old, and it has the names of the singers who originated the roles. And so yeah. it's funny to, in all humility, look at, look at something like that and say, wow, you know, if they're doing this opera 100 years from now, if humanity still exists, um, <laughs> they will see your name. Absolutely. Then, you know, they'll see my name and say, who the hell was that? Wow. You know, so. <laughs> Wait, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, it's like an original cast album yeah. kind of thing if you're, if you're lucky enough to you be go. one of those. Is this going to be recorded at all? I'm not sure. It's quite possible it will be. Mm -hmm. So it'll be part of the live in HD from the Met okay. series. So mm -hmm. December 10th at 1 p.m. Eastern, it'll be simulcast in cinemas worldwide. Oh, wow. So folks in my hometown of Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, will be able to just go down right down the street in the Sun Prairie Palace and watch uh, my big fat face on the screen live from the Met. So, well, that's even yeah, more it's, exciting it's, than just being on like public television. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an extra level of excitement, and um, we've got a cast of great singers and some very well-known singers, including Renee Fleming, who's potentially the wow. biggest name that we have, and then yeah. a name that you might be more familiar with, yeah. Kelly O'Hara. She walked right by me the other day, mm -hmm. and I didn't say hi. I almost did, but I was like, eh, I'm not going to bother her. <laughs> she was with her husband, and they were just walking down the street, so I was like, eh. Yeah, that's yeah. someone we're, I'm very familiar with. Yeah. yeah. yeah sure, nice work sure. if you can get it. Uh -huh. King and I, I mean, uh -huh. she's done everything. Yep. She finally won right. her Tony Award, finally. Yep. yep. Um, exactly. So that's, Not to mention TV. And, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Right. That's exciting. Well, congratulations. Now, is this based on the movie at all? So it is based on the movie, which was based on a book, okay. which is, was in turn not based on, but it was kind of written as a reflection on Virginia Woolf's novel, Mrs. Dalloway. So yeah, it's gorgeous music, very cinematic. Uh, you can tell he writes for singers. He knows voices and he, you know, he writes for you to be, he wants you to sound good. And so it's fun to sing. It's really fun to sing. Puts you in a good light, good money notes. I know you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> And, you know, and, you look forward to those notes. Right. <laughs> and can we just repeat one more time? It's at the freaking Met. Right. In New York City. Freaking Met. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll plug all that at the very end. But, cool. I mean, heavy hitters. That's a great. Now, my question is, did my friend come through for me? Okay. Ah. Now, I hope you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. So Kyle texted me one day. He's like, hey, I'm back in town. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I said, oh, when do you start? He's like, we just started rehearsals. So Chuck has a few friends that work at the Met and are in the cast, actually. And they're just the... Can you explain that by any Because I've never had him explain it to me. They're the house cast, right? Oh, well, sure. Okay, so, you know, it used to be a bigger thing in the old days where they had... Like, there are plaques you'll see in the hallways at the... In, like, in the dressing rooms area, it'll say, so-and-so, this was his room, usually, and he did 600 performances at the Met from right. 1966 to 1985. And so today, yes, there's a cadre of singers who are, they spend all week, every week at the Met. I mean, it fluctuates depending on how many shows they're doing, but they do many of the smaller roles that are not right. hired out to yeah. soloists. It's like, like the myself. ensemble, basically. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a great ensemble that, you know, and these guys, they have, you know, they, they have a life and a family and a home 
in the area. Some live in Connecticut, some live in New Jersey, some live right. in New York. But it's they get to have a singing career yeah. and just stay here because the Met is, you know, one of those places like Vienna or a couple of places that do so many hundreds of shows in a year. And so they can, you know, and they're they're employed. They get full time employment. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So he's one of them. His name is Michael John so, Brown. So take it away. Uh, what did he, did he do anything for me? No. What? Wait. Are is you this kidding me? I, I should know. I'm embarrassed if you tell me. You know what? I knew he was going to bail. I knew it. He got nervous. Wow. He got nervous. Shame. Maybe I should try again now that he knows. Because this was like the first day of rehearsal. You text me or second day or something like that. So I texted yeah. him immediately and I said, Michael. I said. <laughs> are you are you doing the hours and he said yes he's like how'd you know he's like yeah we're in rehearsal right now i said okay i said how's it going he's like good and i said have you met kyle kettleson he was he's like yeah well sort of he goes yeah he seems he seems like a nice guy i was like yeah great i said do me a favor when you get a chance on stage if you you know if you have the guts to do this i said just <laughs> can you come up behind him and just whisper la cheeserie in his ear and I, said, and I said, I'm telling you, you'll get a reaction. He's like, what? He's like, wait, how do you? <laughs> maybe he didn't write it down and he forgot. I don't know. I'm a little, I'm going to have to contact him because yeah, maybe you should. Well, he won't get it though. If you say Lachizuri to him, because <laughs> right. oh, he had so no idea what it. I was talking about. Yeah. It, Cause he's not so a little, he's not a little. Right. Yeah. Right. So, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, That's too bad. I well, really thought that you know, was going to be special for you on the stage of the Met to hear, hear oh, La Cheeserie yeah. whispered in your ear. That would have been great, but then it would have been misleading because I would have hoped that he was um, of like mind. Right. Clearly, That's very out, true. Outlanded. Oh, my gosh. But there are a couple other. So Denise Graves is in the cast as well, and she sang a rendition of uh, Tony Mailbag's song that they play now and then. Really? Um, oh. And I'm not sure if she's legit little right. or if she just since she's a dc person and you know they're a dc sure area. Right. Um, sure and also a fellow singer tenor sean panikar the first day of rehearsals we'd worked together before mm -hmm. but he is a listener to the podcast and he said i figured if he gave me a la cheesery shout out i think he mentioned um just being a fellow little oh wow that's oh, great cool. all right yeah well, so we got a couple you're a good company that's great yeah that's great yeah well when we get there and I'm saying when, Roxy, we have to get to this. Yes. We'll give you a cheeserie from the, you know, <laughs> Yes, we'll please. We'll definitely give you a cheeserie. So. I want to hear it at the curtain calls. So All right. Scream it. Well, one, the best uh, musicians' voices. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one more time. Plug every... So when do you open? Okay, we open November 22nd. And you... we have, I think, eight shows. We finish on December 15th. Okay. It's the hours. And then when is it in the theaters? It'll be in theaters live at 1 p.m. Eastern on December 10th. Okay. So okay. you can check the Mets site, and they have a list of theaters worldwide that you can go see at your one of your local theaters. View our uh, opera singing mugs up close. Absolutely. Your, you know, Amazing. On huge screen. So, Littles, get out there, support, because, I, Kyle, you might not know this. We have kind of a new set of listeners here. We do. We've, we've definitely grown a little bit, which is exciting. This is the guy that wrote the Fly Me to the Moon Reginald jingle. Nigel to the zoo. There you right. Go. <laughs> so support this guy. This is going to be yes. great. We can't wait to see it. So yeah. we're really excited. Thank you so much for taking the time to come back and talk to us again. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much. Take care, guys. Roxy, how about that? It's so exciting. I mean, so exciting. Have an opera composer writing for your voice. I know. That's the ultimate. Yeah. So Littles, if you're in town, make sure you check it out. It's at the Met. Lincoln Center. Can't yes. miss it. I mean, it's amazing. I love how he's being so humble. Yeah, I'm doing this little thing at the Metropolitan Opera. I'm like, dude, <laughs> That's it's the, the Met. Met. So check it out. And we'll put all that in the show notes, the date, especially the one for the movie theater, because yep. obviously we know most of you just can't zip up to New York to see an opera. So right. 
check it out in the movie theaters. That'd be cool. Support another little. Yeah. And like I said, he sang the Reginald theme, one of the Reginald themes. So, so make sure you help a little out. Roxy, that's all the time we have. Wow. Exciting times, though. Exciting Absolutely. times. We have our one-year anniversary coming up. Yes. We're not sure what Tony's schedule is. So we're not sure what next week is going to bring. Littles, just bear with us. Like we said, our pledge is we, we don't drop the same day they do. Right. So we'll figure it out. We might have one Sunday late. If not, we'll have it later in the week, mm-hmm. depending on what Tony does. All right, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything is there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also go to lecheeserie.com and click on our link. I love how you say lecheeserie. That's great, Roxy. Lecheeserie. She's learning well, Littles. (laughs) And don't forget, if you do listen to us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, please give us a nice rate and review over there. We really appreciate it. Thanks once again to Cesar Amador for coming on to Meet the Littles. Gracias, I should say. Remember, if you need a grip for your stick, you know, I didn't realize until I heard the last episode back. Oh, you said a stick for your grip. I did. I said it so casually. I left it. Yeah, I just I I heard it and I just left it. If you need a grip for your stick. Stickgrip.com. If you need fog-free eyewear. Fogfreeeyewear.com. If you want to buy a book. Aaron'sbooks.com. But the most important thing, Littles, is please, please, please don't forget to... Use the code. Don't be a dope. Bye. My God, it's great.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Who the hell was that? Oh, yeah.